But what keeps me going, what keeps me energized, um, first and foremost, as my wife would say, is 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 our belief system, mm-hmm. um, is our is our faith in the higher power, um, and the fact that every day we get up is a blessing. That's right. And to uh, no matter what, you know, try to find the good in today. As a matter of fact, not just try to find it, but try to be the good, mm-hmm. you know, of mm-hmm. the day. If not for anybody else, at least be it for yourself. That's right. Because there's so many blessings that 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 we can count. Uh, just being able to see, being able to walk, you know, being able to think, uh, breathing, and all right. these all these very very basic kinds of 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 uh, functions, but they're really blessings. And so um, I know somewhere out there in the world, someone is doing worse than me. Mm-hmm. And when I see it out there in the street, I say, "There, but by the grace of God, go I." Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of Trade Secrets by Triple Tote. Today, we have a very dynamic guest on our podcast, and we're lucky to have him share his story. His name is Calvin Lovejoy. He represents with full heart the city of Hartford, and he's here to tell us about how he's helping out the youth every single day. How's it going, Kelvin? I'm doing good, brother, and how's everything? Everything is great, man. I'm glad to have you on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Now, for, for those, those who, don't, who don't know you, um, for all the work you do in the community, let's bring them up to speed. Now, you, you originally, where you're from? Um, I was born in New York City, but I was raised here in Hartford, Connecticut. Nice. Mainly on the north end. Okay, okay. So what, what, what high school did you end up going to? I went to Weaver High School, class of 1985. Oh, man, I'm going to have to get a little trouble since I went to Hartford High. <laughs> it's a little trouble. That's all right. I don't know who got the lead on the, um, the turkey games, but who's keeping count? You know what? We just used to go to have fun. <laughs> That's the best. Now, at at the Weaver, what did you do next? What did you did you head off to school? Did you immediately jump into helping out youth? I actually jumped right into the world of work. Um, I didn't go to college right away. Um, I did. Um, different jobs. Actually, I I used to work for the phone company um, coming out of high school and um, a couple of different positions from there. I was in corrections, actually, Mm. um, for a few years. And and then as I tell my story to the young people that I work with, you know, I left corrections because I wanted to work with people who still had a life versus people who had life. Understood. And I was working at the maximum security uh, prison here in, in Connecticut. Um, up in uh, Enfield mm-hmm. and then um, I left that and went right into youth development and I've wow. been there ever since Wow so when you first got into youth development I know in some respects you felt like it would at least be easier but when you actually got into it what did it feel like to, to be helping out youth just even that first season that first year helping out youth what did it feel like You know, actually, um, it it felt quite natural. And and what I mean by that is, you know, I can identify with the young people that I work with um, because their story is is very uh, close to my own story. Mm -hmm. And and I'll tell you what I mean by that. You know, growing up in the inner city, north end of Hartford, single mom, no dad, um, you know, 
economics struggles and 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 so forth and just living in these neighborhoods that you know were, were very um deprived and so when i jumped into this work i found young people um who were living very similar types of existence that i came from mm -hmm. so it just felt like i was you know giving back in, in terms of the work that i do and I still feel that way today. That's awesome. The thing um, that I notice when you're working with young people is that they always renew and refresh. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the symptoms that, you know, a poverty that we face, mm -hmm. there's still something about being young that imagination is in play. That's right. The innocence is there. Yes. And then we're just trying to be protective of that energy to say, hey, you can really slide through this poverty thing, maybe get to college <laughs> or maybe get to a job and yep. and make it out. Yep. And, and so you're really helping funnel kids out of the situation. Now, what is the name of the organization you represent, just, just for the audience out there? Mm -hmm. So currently I work for Blue Hill Civic Association, um, also known as BHCA, mm -hmm. as we are building Hartford through community action. And I've been with the agency now about 15 years. Wow, wow. Now, when you, when you first, first started encountering youth, mm -hmm. you could take, you're going back to like maybe in a more difficult time than now, right? Like when we're talking about gangs, we're talking about, you know. All, the, all of those things existed. The 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was a little different. It was definitely different. Um, there were no cell phones, no smartphones. Right. You know, uh, video games were not as quite as virtual as they are today. Um, you know, many different things. I, I actually came up um, doing this work before the crack era. Mm. So I saw a lot of stuff that, you know, was different. That's right. And, and, and the change that our community went through and our families and our young people eventually went through. It's amazing how that thing went through just like a wave. Of course, it did not feel like it when you were in it. Yeah. It could feel like sometimes in the land of like zombie land, to yeah. be honest. Like, yeah. there's certain pockets that I won't mention because they've been reformed now. Right. Right. But there's certain pockets, even when I grew up, that you would just see nothing but yeah. drug addicted people trying to make it through the streets yeah. early in the morning, trying to walk to school. And it was it was, it was was dark. That's right. It was, it was really dark. That's and even right. our youth are so vibrant today. You know, yeah. they are definitely proof that the future is going to be much better than That's the right. past we are, we are extremely resilient of nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, when you encounter youth, what are the main things they're interested in? Like, what are the main things they're about? So, you know, I, I have been working with young people now um, 25 years plus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, probably every five years or so, things seem to change. This particular, um, uh, in 2020, the group of young people that I work with, um, they're an older group. Mm -hmm. So um, I have 10 of them who actually work for me, nice. um, learning community organizing, and they are 18 to 25-year-olds. Wow. And, you know, their view, their view is very different. You know, they're going through a lot of things. Um, the way that they see the world is different. The way that they express themselves is different, mm -hmm. you know. Even in the midst of some of the same old situations that still exist in our community. But, you know, um, young folks, they still, they want to have fun. They want to socialize with mm -hmm. their friends. You know, they, they, they want money. 
and, and they want to make sure that their cell phone is working. Understood. <laughs> 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 Understood. Yeah. Now, without any, giving away any names, can you can you name for us just like one of the stories of you know one student that you noticed going from a starting point to actually excelling and becoming really, really, really um, dominant in the community or, or really successful in a career as a result of you you know just working with them. You know, um, a lot of our young people are still uh, uh, you know works in progress right. um, but you know the group that I currently work with um, which is like my core team mm -hmm. um, I have long-standing relationships with them so again they go from 18 to, to 25 year olds and um, you know I think about one of my leaders who's 18 and I've known him since he was three Ooh. Okay, and been in his life, and and you know, um, I'm very proud to have him work for me. Sharp as a tack, graduated high school at 17. Wow, um, yeah, just got a job at, at the insurance company. You know, COVID 19 slowed it down, mm -hmm. but you know, he's still um, um, working and training to be a community organizer, and um, there's nothing but potential in front of him. I have um, one, two, three four young ladies who are part of our group who are in college you know mm -hmm. and they come right up out of um, you know Harvard schools right up out of uh, journalism and media to be more specific that's right you know and so it wasn't so long ago there was you know so much negative press about um, that school but I'm looking at like four shining stars that's that right. are just full of potential that's right um, college students and so um, others are you know uh, just graduating high school I have two of those um, and you know COVID-19 really did uh, a number on, mm -hmm. on on that situation in terms of graduation and prom and all that other good stuff um, but I'm, I'm just proud of my young people in terms again their, their resilience and their perseverance. Yeah, I think what I love about this um, generation is that they're um, advancing and coming together regardless of race, social economic, yeah. right? Like when I yeah. look at my nephews and the friends, even sometimes the little girlfriends they have, the diversity of the friends they have versus mm. ours, especially coming from <laughs> like where like Harper High is a little bit diverse because we had the West the Western and the South end. Right. But definitely North End Weaver was like mm -hmm. West Indian mainly, mm -hmm. right? And African American mm -hmm. black. But nowadays, man, there's the whole gamut from Indian, Spanish, yeah, Asian, true. and my freaking nephew he was in school at um, the Capitol High School mm -hmm. that's on um, Asylum mm -hmm. playing golf and then I, I spoke to one girl at a class in Harford High and she had a horse and I was like <laughs> you don't know a horse? You know what I mean? Like these are just like the signs that this generation is more diverse yeah. more prepared yeah. and definitely life, life is in a better place I definitely um, appreciate the idea that I met you through a connection and now we're working on an initiative, right? The initiative Worldwide Voices. Yes. From, from, from your own point of view perspective, what type of things are you looking forward to from the Worldwide Voices platform? You know, I'm really excited about uh, Worldwide Voices from the standpoint of, you know, giving uh, youth uh, an even broader platform to be able to exercise their voice, which is extremely important to us when we talk about organizing. Um, we want our young people to be able to uh, 
um, have the autonomy to talk about things that's that's on their mind mm -hmm. and and things that that are impacting them from a broader uh, uh, global perspective. So um, you know we talk about so many diverse uh, topics when I'm with my group. Um, sometimes they can be like walking CNN or, mm -hmm, or, or mm -hmm. other, you know, news stations because um, the news never goes off. That's right. You know, and so I think um, probably one of my greatest expectations is just that um, our, our young people are able to exercise their voice. Yeah, and, and, and me personally just having seen a lot of media, you know, I don't really like how the news is curated. Like, you can tell them, hey, I'm opening up a new youth community center. Right. Right? And they'll be like, you know what? We're going to put you on Thursday nights or the weekend because they know the, the eyeballs <laughs> are low and the news traffic is low. Like, so I'm doing something positive, and you're telling me before you even consider putting it out that you're making sure you're going to put it where the viewers are not yeah. so that you can put the negative things and catch as many eyeballs during the week, yeah. you know, from in prime time, that's crazy, and, and, and that's why I, I'm also excited about the program because right. they're not going to be able to put it on a schedule. You're nice. going to have to deal with the fact that all of our youth are doing something positive and they're talking about it, yes, and, and, I, and I love it. I yes, love it indeed. so much. <laughs> I love it so much. Now, then let me ask you: sure. for our, our um, viewers, listeners, and readers, mm -hmm. what are types of things that individual people can do and contribute? that can really contribute to the cause of moving Harford youth forward? You know, I, I think um, one of the first steps is just be open-minded. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I come from a generation, and, and I'm sure you were affected by it as well, when, you know, adults told young people to be uh, seen and not heard. That's right. You know, and so I think the first step that any of us can do as adult allies is to uh, uh, give them a platform and give them the opportunity to speak and, 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 and exercise that voice to empower young people in, in ways that, you know, uh, in the past mm -hmm. uh, was not necessarily necessarily uh, seen as an opportunity but today if young people have the opportunity to speak they should take that opportunity to speak that's right yeah that's right now let me ask you people you know people <laughs> now people 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 comment you know um, when they make your name about your resilience mm -hmm. and just energy like he's always positive he's seen the worst of it still always positive always hopeful always optimistic what are the key things that you keep in your mind and your spirit or even the key you know routines that you keep in play that allow you to keep your head up yeah and stay positive yeah. even when you see some of the worst things when it comes to our youth definitely um and, and i appreciate that brother um you know it, it's not often that um, people ask you know about that perspective mm -hmm. of, of your life and, and work really um, but what keeps me going what keeps me energized um, first and foremost as my wife would say is is, is our belief system mm -hmm. um, is, our, is our faith in the higher power um, and the fact that every day we get up is a blessing that's right and to uh, no matter what you know try to find the good in today as a matter of fact not just try to find it but try to be the good mm. you know of mm -hmm. the day if not for anybody
everybody else. At least be it for yourself. That's right. Because there's so many blessings that 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 we can count. Uh, just being able to see, being able to walk, you know, being able to think, uh, breathing, all right. these all these very very basic kinds of 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 uh, functions, but they're really blessings. And so um, I know somewhere out there in the world, someone is doing worse than me. Mm-hmm. And when I see it out there in the street, I say there, but by the grace of God go I mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so um, I just I just try to keep my head up brother and, and you're right you know we, we do see some tragic situations That's right. um, I, I also work with the community safety coalition of which uh, BHCA is a part of mm-hmm. and um, so you know we're out there when there is a crisis when there's a, a shooting or an assault, uh, mm-hmm. especially of a young person, uh, we act as a liaison between the hospital, uh, the police department, and the family. And so um, seeing that stuff sometimes, it, it, you know, you can't help but be taken aback. That's right. And, and say, you know, where does the trauma end? Yeah. 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 No, I understand. That is, it's, it's hard It's hard to imagine. Mm-hmm. Let, me say, let me say that. It's hard to imagine mm-hmm. being face-to-face with that. And from youth that you help and you give your heart to, and yeah. sometimes it just sometimes it just doesn't work out, and that is unfortunate. For people out there, our listeners, our viewers, our readers, if they do want to get involved, if they do want to help, and this is inspiring them to just you know get off the couch or whatever, <laughs> or just to continue even if they are doing good to expand the good that they're already yep. doing, where can they contact you? How can they reach you to to find out more about helping? Well, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm always in the streets, as they say, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, you can find out, first of all, more information um, about our organization at uh, BlueHillCivic.org, okay. BlueHillCivic.org. Um, you know, m- my email address is LoveJoyK at BlueHillCivic.org. Uh, um, I would say call my office, but I'm not there. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm in the streets, but, yeah. you know, I, I can be reached. Um, directly uh, through my cell phone 860-833-4288 you know mm-hmm. and, and I'm out there brother I'm out there trying to make it happen and, and creating new leadership that's right. amongst our young people that's right well Calvin I definitely appreciate you coming to do the podcast today thank um, you I appreciate the work you do um, I had Eddie Brown on the, the podcast in the last episode yes and um, like I told him and you guys are in the trenches, in the streets, doing the work that nobody sees behind the scenes. You know, you're, you know, community organizer, you're a therapist, you're a big brother, you're a father to yes, some. Indeed. And um, you, you guys deserve to be highlighted. And um, I'm glad that I thank got you. to meet you guys and that we're working together. Thank you. Hey, and thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of Trade Seekers by Triple Tote. And we will bring you another great guest, just like Calvin, next week. Have a good day.